with Counselor Mandy Bird. Here, you'll learn practical tools for navigating your losses and hear inspiring real-life stories from courageous people who have moved through their losses and found hope, their own authenticity, and how to give back to the world. And now, your host, Counselor Mandy. Welcome to Finding Hope. I'm so thrilled today to have my co-author back on Finding Hope, Krista Adi. Hey there, Chris. Hello, Mandy. Hello, Cindy. Hello. It's such a blessing to have you with us. And Cindy, hey there. I want to always give a big shout out to the producer of Finding Hope, Cindy Bolero. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So today uh, we are again thrilled to have Chris back with us. And Chris Taati is an author, a psychological and philosophical teacher, a trainer of professionals, and a life coach. After years serving as a psychotherapist in private practice, Chris spent two decades training therapists, coaches, and the general public in two of his models, Integra Six Keys for Heart-Centered Living, and the quest for individual authenticity and global solidarity. To date, Chris has led nearly 250 multi-day cutting-edge workshops. Born in Beirut, he was involved in peace and humanitarian work for 14 years before and during the Lebanese War. The difficulty of those times led him to develop a great respect for freedom, authenticity, diversity, peace, and a passion for justice and solidarity, especially for children. Chris has published five books, the last one being Rebellion of the Heart. And Chris is co-author with Mandy of the book, Tears Are the Source of Your Passion, which we will be talking about today. Welcome, Chris. Thank you. Thank you. So good to be with you, Mandy, and with you, Cindy, it's an honor again to be reconnected and to be able to talk about that very, very powerful book. Yes, and for you friends that may be tuning in to Finding Hope for the first time, we have created this podcast to be a companion with mine and Chris's book wanting to help make the book come alive for you and to give you even more information and more ideas as you uh, read and move through our book. And today, Chris and I are going to be discussing step seven of our seven-step process that we co-created around how to uh, support you in navigating your grief and empower you to learn important tools to help you along the way in your grief journey. So step seven of our model is celebration. And whenever I teach this model throughout the years, our process, I always smile to myself around the fact that we had um, the wisdom and the audacity to have celebration be a part of our seven-step process. And we're going to share with you why it's so essential that celebration is an important part of our grief journey and why we included that 
step in our process. So Chris, I could not imagine teaching, you know, these steps without you. And especially when we were putting together the show for this season, I said to Cindy, Chris has to be on for celebration Uh if he's available because you have such an incredible, um, you have such an incredible wisdom around the importance of celebration in our lives. And I want our listeners to have the benefit to learn from you. So I really want to just open up the floor for what starting out our conversation around why is this step of celebration so important? Yeah, thank you, Mandy, very much. And uh, like we were talking before uh, this program started, we, we have practiced that celebration in the middle of our grief. I mean, you have, I have seen you throughout decades celebrating in the midst of struggles, challenges, and tears. And so have I. And I will start by saying this, to make it very clear for our listeners and for ourselves. Celebration is not based on the denial of the grief and the tears. It is not based on any form of denial. Either it's like extreme positivity where people want to only see the positive and deny the grief and the pain. No. Celebration, when celebration is true and authentic, it is based on the acknowledgement of the grief, the honoring, the honoring of our tears, the honoring of our struggle, both individual struggles and both human struggles. I mean, we know on a human level, we are struggling with an assault on our democracy. We are struggling with global warming. We are struggling with wars. We are struggling with economic challenges. These are real. And our individual struggles are real. However, celebration is a decision. Is a decision to be able to dance in the middle of a struggling reality. It's a decision to welcome the sun however long the night was. Or even more, it's a decision to see bright stars and to marvel at the bright stars in the middle of a thick night while acknowledging that the night is thick and long, yet refusing to forget that there are stars there that we can celebrate in the middle of that long, teary night. And like you said, Mandy, it is game-changing. It is game-changing for all of us. Because without celebration, the night can, can, can um, destroy us. Can destroy us. Yeah. And can destroy our will to live. But when we are able to celebrate while we acknowledge the challenges and we honor the tears and we honor our wounds and yet, and yet we can show up every now and then and celebrate 
those we love, celebrate love in our life, celebrate our courage, celebrate our strength, then that is an affirmation of life that is most amazing and most blessing. That's so helpful. So, so helpful, Chris. I love how you've described that for our listeners. And I can say for myself in my own life that when I have been, even in these last couple of years, as we've gone through this pandemic and um, the tensions around, for all of us culturally, what's gone on uh, politically, um, the, you know, the assault, as you said, on democracy, being worried and concerned, you know, in 2020 and 2021 around COVID-19 and, you know, during all of these really frightening times, um, I know that it has been so essential that I have taken time out, you know, with myself and with my, with my loved ones, with my husband, with my daughter, it's like, okay, let's, you know, on a, on a random Wednesday evening, you know, let's have, you know, let's eat our dinner together and let's talk about things that we are excited about or proud of, or we're congratulating each other around. I mean, let's take the time out of our lives to express our gratitude, our joy, our excitement, and why that's been so important for me throughout my adult life. And even just most recently in these last couple of years is to keep my, my spirits lifted to, you know, it's like a, it's like a life jacket, if you will, you know, otherwise life becomes too heavy. It's too difficult. It's, and I think that when we're in the midst of great struggle or a broken heart, there are these moments where it's unimaginable to find anything to celebrate. And what we're saying is that in the overall grief journey, to be able to celebrate the courage of your journey, to celebrate your, your life story that it's really honoring the truth of your life that is so important and that it brings us hope. It brings us hope. Definitely, definitely. You know, uh, to, to remind our readers that one, uh, our listeners, that one of the steps of the uh, seven steps of uh, transforming our grief is uh, paradox. And paradox is the ability the ability to, to be able to always see um, um, see the, the darkness and see the light, to be able to always um, be able to feel our sadness and our grief that is true, that is part of our authentic truth, and to be able to also see the beauty and the blessings that are there in our life. And celebration takes that idea of paradox to its highest to its highest level. It takes it to a place where not only are we holding the paradox, but we are making a decision to go a step further and to have a full, full celebration in the midst 
of our tears. And let us talk about what can be celebrated, right? I mean, for example, uh, if we have lost, if we have lost somebody that we really love very much or lost the relationship, well, there is a place to be able to grieve it. There is a place to be able to um, uh, be, be, um, be, I mean, be in, in mourning about it. And there is a place to be able to say, and, and, not but, but, and, I'm going to celebrate the love, the incredible love that was there, the love for that person or the love in that relationship. And, um, and to be able to hold that, because like you said, it, it otherwise, otherwise, Darkness can become too heavy. The, the, the psyche needs to be able to celebrate. The spirit needs to be able to celebrate. And let's take, for example, another example about uh, childhood abuse. You know, you work a lot with people who have been abused. So do I. And sometimes they ask when they are in immense pain as they are um, remembering and also as they are carrying the aftermath of all that abuse. What can I celebrate? There's, there's really nothing to celebrate. It was very dark. Well, like you mentioned, celebrate your life story of courage, resilience, and survival. The fact that you have survived and kept your spirit and are on your journey, that deserves immense celebration. So there is always, there is always something in us or around us that deserves to be held in full celebration because our spirit needs to be able to celebrate otherwise we drown and on a personal level I've said that before and I'll say it again I've been I've been struggling with a chronic migraine and I know you also have struggled with some form of migraine Mandy and you know what that is and I've had chronic migraine for 12 years on a daily, daily, daily basis. I have, what has helped me to be able to, to survive is to realize that, okay, when I'm in pain, when I'm broken, I'm broken. But there are moments where I'm not broken and I'm not going to just sit there and be neutral about it. I'm going to use these moments to celebrate the love that is my life, the love of my daughter and my grandchildren and her family, the love that we have among us, you and, and our companions on, in the Institute. And there's so much to be celebrated. And I refuse, I refuse that these moments where I am not broken by the migraine, that I am going just to go neutral and gray. No, I'm going to hold up that celebration because my spirit needs to celebrate. And my spirit, like every spirit that has survived, deserves to celebrate and deserves the great fruits of celebration. There is always, and if there is nothing immediately in front of you that say, oh, well, I celebrate, celebrate yourself. Celebrate your own, the beauty of your own authentic spirit. That is so incredible, Chris. I mean, to think about that, it's, it's recognizing that if it doesn't appear that there's anything to celebrate. You're hurting so deeply. Your heart is broken. Things look bleak and grim. 
that kind of devastation, it is important that you reach for that other side and you celebrate yourself, your own beautiful, authentic being. You know, what makes you special? What makes you unique? Even if it's one thing that you're celebrating about yourself. And, and the purpose of that, as, as I know we've said, I want, I want to say it again, is that so that we don't spiral down into despair. It's really celebration keeps us out of victimhood. You know, I, I'm thinking about um, in 2017, um, my, my dear, dear beloved friend, um, just one of my very, very best friends in my life um, died from stage four metastatic breast cancer. And, you know, it was very painful, um, you know, watching her. I, I was her healthcare power of attorney and myself and some of her other very dear friends. We were very, very involved with her care. And, you know, watching her at the end of her life die, um, I mean, it, it was, it was talk about dark. I mean, it was very dark and, and very hurt, just full of hurt. Um, you know, she was not, um, you know, she was heartbroken that she was this sick. She was, I mean, you know, she was only 54 years old and, you know, her sons, you know, hadn't had their, you know, their children. I mean, she had just missed, knew she was going to be missing out on a lot. She wasn't ready to go. And, she had a passionate love for the full moon. And so in those final days of her life, you know, I would walk, I would leave hospice and there was this grand full moon up in the sky. You know, it was this incredible, it was like this amazing celebration. And, and all of us that were there, as much as we were so sad, we would leave every night and this almost larger than life moon would be in the sky. And she adored the full moon. And so as she slipped, you know, slipped out of consciousness and there was this incredible full moon before her spirit left her body, it was such a reminder of like, there is so much to celebrate about this woman. And my heart is broken. And... I am going to celebrate her life. And so that's what I did. I, I called up this nonprofit and I said, hey, I would like to throw a pod party and, you know, in a few months in honor of my friend's life as a fundraiser for you guys. Can we do it? And they were like, absolutely. You know, and we raised some money for this nonprofit and we had a big party celebrating her life. And I'm here to tell you, it helped my grief so much. I mean, I still miss her every day. And in those early days and months of adjusting to her death and her not being in her physical body, it helped me so much having that celebration to look forward to and to plan and to do it in a way that was going to benefit something that I knew would mean something to her. Um, So I'm sharing that story with you to say that we do not ever have to be victims to the pain we can create with it. We can do something with it. And if there's anything, Chris, that I learned from you many years ago was that I can do something with this pain. I can do something with it. And celebration really is about, man, I may be hurting to the tips of my toes, but what, 
creative thing as I'm able, as I can find the energy, what creative thing can I do with this pain to celebrate and to give back to others and to help myself? It's a beautiful, beautiful story. And I remember you losing your precious friend and, and how you, through your love, you held her grief and your grief and you also held the celebration of her spirit as well as yours. It was a beautiful story, beautiful story. And um, celebration really is about love, right? It's about loving others and ourselves. Loving others and loving ourselves and saying, whatever the struggle is, in the midst of the struggle and in spite of the struggle and with the struggle, we will hold up what we love, including loving our own spirit, to great, to great celebration. You know, when you spoke so beautifully about and eloquently about how um, without, without the paradox, without the two eyes that can see both the darkness and the light, without the paradox and, and also without celebration, we can slide into despair. Well, let's, let's try to put it very clearly in a sense that if we deny our grief, right, and we've said that so many times, and you have taught it so beautifully so many times, if we deny our grief through whatever kind of denial, including kind of like a blind positivity, we will end up depressed. I mean, that's just uh, a formula. If we deny our grief, we will end up depressed. Now, if we move into our grief and hold our grief and, and, and um, acknowledge our grief to ourselves without the tool of paradox and the tool of celebration, we will sink. We will sink into despair. So both sides are dangerous. It is dangerous to deny our grief and the struggles of the world because we will slowly build an inner depression. And it is dangerous to go into grief and to look at the grief, if it's individual or collective, without having the tool of paradox and celebration because we will fall into despair. So what is the middle path? The middle path is to be able to live life which, which is full of struggle. I mean, that's what life is. has a lot of struggle and a lot of pain and a lot of tears. To live that, to be conscious, not to deny it, but to know also that in any parched field, if you look, you will see a tree, you will see a flower, you see an animal, you will see signs of life that deserve to be seen, to be recognized in their beauty, and to be celebrated. So when we are able to acknowledge our pain, acknowledge the pain of the world, and yet, and yet, be able to see what is beautiful in our life, and to be able to go even a step forward, which is the last step here to say, and I will celebrate. I will celebrate love. I will celebrate the love that I have around me from real, authentic people that care about me. They might not be numerous. They could be two or three. But that's a lot. A lot of love right there. And I'll celebrate the love of my spirit. 
the respect that I have for my spirit that survives and creates and does all of that in a planet that is quite challenging. So it's about that commitment to love, to love others, to love their love. I mean, to love others that are, are noble-hearted and to love love and to love our own spirit. And my recommendation, which I, I know you do that, and I do that, is make sure that other than the paradox, we're asking you to go a bit further, other than just the paradox of seeing beauty, every week, throw some kind of celebration. <laughs> every week, at least once a week, throw some kind of celebration. It doesn't have to be, you know, a big party with balloons. It could be. But it could be like a special dinner to celebrate uh, your daughter or your son or your husband or your wife or your lover. It could be a special uh, cake. I'm looking at uh, my Alexa. It has tiramisu on it. I mean, maybe, maybe you get a tiramisu. <laughs> I'm going to take my spirit. Or maybe it's celebration of, uh, of yourself or your friends or or of something in life. But it's the spirit, again, I will repeat it, needs celebration, needs to be able to celebrate, to be able to take that energy from the pain, because pain is a lot of energy, a lot of energy, and that energy can sink us or can lead us to our greatest passion. So celebration is taking that energy of the pain into a moment of beautiful affirmation powerful affirmation and the spirit needs to be that to stay strong to stay on the path to be able to love even more in spite of it and to serve to serve the calling that is in your life and the people around you that need you the psyche needs that and especially like relationships i mean when i'll finish here by talking about relationships it, it's very important that that at least once a week, people get together, um, the partners get together and find something to celebrate. And maybe the celebration will take two, three hours, maybe it'll take 30 minutes, but it is tremendously important to do that. And you said it, Mandy, it's a lifeline. It's a lifeline to our strength and to our passion. While at the same time, that's, that's what the whole book is about, while at the same time recognizing the grief, respecting the grief, acknowledging the grief, and honoring our wounds. While at the same time, it is that image that um, I, I saw at a, at a very young age, and it, it, it never left my mind, and I always wondered then what it was about, and now I think I know more. It's, it's that image of a beautiful fire in the midst of a lake. Like in the middle of mm. the lake, you have a fire. And, and I yeah. came to, and, and that fascinated me throughout my life. And I came to understand, well, it is that fire of passion and celebration of life in a lake of tears. But that fire has to be there in the middle of the lake always. However, um, tears we have, tears that need to be honored, but we can, we can uh, take their energy. And let always a fire of love and celebration burn in our life. Our spirit needs it. 
So important, so essential, Chris. I I am eternally grateful that you were able to join me um, throughout the episode on season four. And again, especially today for this step of celebration, when you need to begin to close, and I want to close by saying when you said that this step is about love, that is really what I was thinking. It so resonated with me that it's a choice. And I really want you, the listener, to be thinking about this as you're listening to this episode, as you read, read our book, that it's a choice. Celebration is a choice to love your own authentic being, to love your uniqueness, to love your story. You may not certainly love all the events in your life, but to love your journey with a deep gratitude and respect for yourself. And this step helps bring that empowerment to you. Um, Chris, thank you for um, your energy and for your, and the, and the love that you've poured out in our book and in this episode. It's just a, such a treasure um, to have these episodes recorded. You are, you are such an essential, important voice of our time. Uh, thank you, Mandy, and, and I am very, very grateful to have uh, been uh, your co-author and, um, and to have um, um, been privileged to walk that uh, journey with you and, and how you live every step of the book. You live it so fully. You live the, the paradox. You live the honoring of the grief. You live the celebration, and it's a... Uh, real honor to learn from you and to co-create with you and to uh, walk that path with you. I will just end by saying this, that uh, the, the, the choice to celebrate in the midst of our tears is a choice to say that I will stand by my spirit and I will love my spirit, however bleeding I have done in my life. I will love my yes. spirit. I will spirit. I will honor my authenticity, and of course, I will honor the authenticity of others. But it's about a self-honoring that is crucial to stand strong in the journey of life. Oh, that's so beautiful and so necessary and true, friends. Thank you for being with us, Chris, and thank you for being with us on Finding Hope. I want to remind you that you can share these episodes with your dear friends, your family, your colleagues, that it is um, season four is a companion to the book. There are three other seasons full of incredible uh, teachings by Chris, myself, and others. And we hope that you can leave a review for the book. You can find me on Facebook at 
Mandy Bird and find me on Instagram at Counselor Mandy. We appreciate your support and getting the word out about our book. You can find our book, Tears of the Source of Your Passion, The Power of Authenticity and Grief on Amazon. Thanks for being with us and take good care.